podcast uh, website is live, the Curiosity Chamber Podcast.com. Hope to see you guys on there. And without further ado, what time is it? It is 12.08 p.m. Central Time, and I thought this was as good of time as any other since I am still unemployed. I'm a little crabby today. I'm not going to lie. A little crabby. Um, you know, if I was 22 or 23, I would spend most of my days after just getting laid off, probably spanking my monkey. And, you know, now that I'm 35, considered an adult, um, I should probably be looking into spanking somebody else's monkey just so I could try to make some money to buy some groceries. Um, that's called being an adult in 2023. So I need to get my shit together. Um, what's up everyone? Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all still employed and, um, you know, don't take it for granted. I am enjoying the time off, but, uh, we'll get something going here in a little bit. I hope I've been applying to jobs. I uh, got one on the hook and, uh, we're moving forward. So we'll see where that ends up to be continued. Um, I guess since we're on that subject, man, and I told you, I told you in the uh, the podcast before that I'm probably going to be talking about this at nauseum. So I'm sorry if you're if you're getting a little seasick, if you're uh, if you're over it. But just uh, I want to apologize for the last episode when I lost my job. Um, I believe on that episode I did say that I, I was running on emotions right now, so I don't know what I was going to be saying. Um. I wanted to document that just because it will be it'll be a good resource when I when I can go look back on that episode, I guess, and kind of realize what headspace I was in and how angry that made me and how emotional I got. And for you guys as well, if you listen to this, like if you ever find yourself in a position like that, maybe now or or in the future sometime, you can go back and listen to that episode and just kind of resonate with how I was feeling as well and be like, okay, this is completely normal to be pissed off and emotional and sad and have all these feelings kind of brewing in a manner that sometimes we don't know how to um, articulate it, how to express it, how to show it. It's really interesting. It, It does test you. So these are the trials and tribulations that I always talk about And life is like, dude, life is a game. Life is the biggest game. It's hilarious. There should be a little sense of excitement when something like that happens, when something in the moment seems so horrible, there should be a little bit of excitement because you don't know where your life is going to head after that. And I guess for me, the unknown is sometimes exciting because most of the times in my life, it's always led to something better always like a door has to close for another one to open and normally on the other side it's been it's been pretty okay so i'm optimistic um keeping my head high we'll see what we can do with it right so it's noon right now and i'm podcasting um we'll see where this conversation goes all right but i guess something that that i didn't do a good job of articulating in the moment was that how am I supposed to trust another corporation? I suppose because like if you're performing well 
at a job and you still get let go? Are you supposed to have amnesia for the next time that you apply to a job of a major corporation? How? How do you just how do you just get back on the saddle and forget everything that just happened? Like I was performing so well at this company. You know, zero indication as I keep saying, it was such a surprise that they just let me go. They let a bunch of us go. And it was such a surprise. I can understand and I have been let go at other positions when I was younger for underperforming. Like they put you on a PIP plan, like a performance plan. And then like, you know that you're going to get fired if you don't put up the numbers. You know it. Most people know it. So it's just a little bit different. In this case, I didn't see that coming. And now like I'm supposed to buy into the next corporation, to the next team that that fed me the same lies as the previous corporation, I guess, like make you feel comfortable. Um, you know, we're family. This is a team driven, um, company and you have nothing to worry about. As long as you hit your numbers, you'll be fine. There's always a place there. There's what do they say? There's, there's always growth. You'll always grow like, dude. So I'm just supposed to forget what happened when I was performing and now apply to the next job, go through these interviews and just be a yes man again. I don't know. It's just difficult for me to to get past that, I guess. I'm going to have to. I don't know. I would like some input. If someone's been through this shit before, a layoff, when you were performing well, go ahead and contact me. Hey, that website's up. The website's up. You can actually reach out to me now. The Curiosity Chamber podcast.com we got a dot com baby we're doing big old things big old things jangling jangling so hit me up let me know or you can just email me the curiosity chamber at gmail.com either or either or i'm pretty friendly sometimes um okay let's let's move away from the uh from the job and the corporations and all this shit all this stuff that puts some mustard on my biscuit and that's not even a saying it's not even a saying. That's just raw and uncut right here today, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, so I've been watching me and me and my friend, the uh, the specialist box. She's also a um, a media specialist as well, and she's very good at analyzing videos. She's a video analyzer, and uh, sometimes she'll send me some good videos, and I'll send her some videos on Instagram, such as friends do. But dude, there's this one person. Like it's a it's a social contagion at this point. I don't know what is going on and why why so many things are accepted, why so many things go viral for being what they are. Like we have to stop making these people famous, I guess, in a sense. Or I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the right word. What what's the right word if someone has a shit ton of followers on Instagram? Are you famous? Let's get into it. Uh, you, you let me know what this is. So this person, she uh, she records um, her entire day and she documents what she eats because she um, apparently she's claiming to be 20 days binge free, binge eating. And after watching these videos, I honestly don't even know what the fuck binge eating is. Because from what I'm seeing, she's binge eating. So I don't know what binge eating is. So 
to give you an example of one of the videos, and she posts this shit all the time. So she records her day, and there's no there's no voice while she's recording it. So there's just the food that she she's eating. I ate this for breakfast. I ate this for lunch. I ate this for a snack. Blah blah blah. I ate this for dinner. Okay, so she just records it, and then when she does post editing, then she'll go ahead and add her voice. Okay, so she's like talking from a third person. So you're watching the reel, and then she's kind of talking over it. And I'm like, dude, for breakfast, like this woman will eat like 15 donut holes. She'll have a croissant with egg and bacon, sausage, um, always with like a pop on the side. And then um, what else does she eat, dude? For dinner, she was having like a cheeseburger and a hot dog and mac and cheese. And for lunch, she was having barbecue ribs. Um, she had like this peach cobbler with ice cream. Uh, and that had to have been at like, I don't know, 1 p.m. She was having all these desserts and shit. And she has like 100K followers, dude. And everyone in the comments is just like virtue signaling or something. Like, who's following you? Why? Why are you getting so many followers? She's an overweight girl, and she if I had to guess, she's like 19 to 20 years old. And there's always a pop with every meal, dude. But so what is binge eating? Because her her caloric intake has to be around like 6,000. From every video that I've seen, there is not one good meal that she eats. Not a single one. I haven't seen a single good meal. Like You should be prepping your food at home. You should be going organic or going to the farmer's market and staying away from all this sugar processed food and fast food. What are you doing? And why do you have a hundred K followers, dude? It's, it's like, it's really, it's really maddening to see that because what are we, what are we rewarding? Why are you rewarding this? Everyone? Like 20 days binge free. It's cool to say, sure. If you were actually doing it, like if someone needs to write me or let me know what binge eating is. Okay. Fuck. You know what? We're going on the internet. Just be patient with me. We're going to type in what binge eating is. What is binge eating? Let's see what, let's see what Google has to say. Binge eating. Frequently consuming usually large amounts of food in one sitting and feeling that eating behavior is out of control. Bro, okay. When you have dinner, when when a hot dog, a hamburger, mac and cheese, beans, cucumber, a pop, and then dessert is your dinner, that seems like binge eating to me, bro. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know why why she's posting it. Okay, I understand why she's posting it because she's getting rewarded. I guess I don't understand why why people are rewarding her with follows for this behavior. You don't think that other people are going to see this type of behavior being rewarded and then do the same shit? Dude, we're making our society is a it has to be a fucking laughing stock right now. Because of 
social media, dude. The dumbest shit is getting the most views, the most followers, and then these people end up getting sponsorships and getting paid to do this shit. It's crazy. It's wild to me. I don't understand what's happening. So I'm having a uh, a social psychologist come onto the podcast in a couple days here. That'll be fun because I got a shit ton of questions for her about exactly this stuff and like stuff about um um like safe spaces in colleges and why that why there's like triggers all of a sudden like when did that start like you're not allowed to to disagree with people in a college setting anymore you can't and if you do these people have a place to actually run to a safe space and this is not a joke i'm not making this up they're they're able to to run up to a place on the uh the the campus site and it's full of pillows it has like stuffed animals there's like uh warm blankets shit like that to comfort you if it gets too too stressful in the environment if someone dis- disagrees with you you're allowed to run away from that how the fuck are you going to survive in the corporate world how are you going to get laid off how are you going to get laid off and then be able to get your feet back on the ground and overcome that. How? How? Because God knows that you're going to see it's not your fault or that like everyone's against you and you shouldn't be put in this position and it shouldn't be up to you to find a new job. A job should come to you because you were, you were treated unfairly. So you're going to wait. You're going to bitch and moan until something comes your way. That's just, that's just like what is being created right now in these colleges. You know, there was an interesting study done. And for those that have kids or like work in a, a daycare or even school, like, have you noticed that um, that you're not allowed to bring, I think it's, um, what is it? Anything that has been, any type of food that has been in a factory that even thinks about having peanuts, I guess. Like, it's so strict. Even if the the gummy worms that you you want to bring into your child's uh, daycare room, if on the bag says that may have been packaged at a facility where there's peanuts, you cannot bring that. And there's so many different foods that fall under that that category. So there's just like a ban on so much food. And here's the here's the interesting thing. I'm reading this book. Okay, it's a, it's a it's not a fiction book. It's a real book. There's scientists and doctors that are are all in agreement with this. All right, so they did a a test to see why the um, the peanut allergy the peanut allergy has gotten so out of control, and it's because they're everyone's keeping their kids away from peanuts. So there's, there's zero, um, what is it? Immunity, I guess. So it's like a, uh, you know how you get vaccines? They put a little bit of the virus in you so you build immunity. That shit is completely cut out. Completely cut out of peanuts. And that's why it's so incredibly dangerous now if, if kids, you know, touch peanuts in school and they have like these outbreaks and then their their lungs 
close up and their throat closes up and they can't breathe and, you know, have to get that shot or whatever. That's what's happening. If, if they were exposed to peanuts at a young age, instead of just completely avoiding it, this can be prevented. But the fact that we have such hard regulations on, you can't even bring food that is made in the same fucking factory as peanuts. There's zero immunity. There is zero immunity, and that's what's happening in fucking college as well to correlate what's going on, these safe spaces. People aren't aren't being built with the same characteristics or the same immune system, really. Dude, back back in the days, I mean, think about your parents or your, your grandma and grandpa. Dude, they were exposed to everything. They're still fucking alive. But if we just cast this safety net over everything and protecting our kids from everything, they're not going to have immunity. And you can, immunity, what, what's included in immunity is like mental immunity as well. Like people aren't going to know how to handle difficult situations, dude. If you have a fucking safe space because they went through a difficult time, went through a difficult circumstance, dude, what you're building is anxiety and depressed ridden people that are they're not going to survive they're not going to survive and then what the fuck are they going to do to their kids growing up it's a vicious cycle man we have to stop it and i don't even know who to put the blame on dude i mean the the source that i'm reading says it's um generation z a couple of millennials, like a couple years worth of millennials, but it's like 1998 and on the people that were basically born into the internet. And I mean, do you really put the blame on them or do you put the the blame on the parents? You know, I don't know. Or do we put the blame on the people that did such a horrible job regulating the internet should the internet be regulated i don't fucking know i have no idea i don't know what i do know is that it's it's a scary time right now in 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 that matter in that regard that these people are going to be coming to the the workforce and i don't know what that means when people can't have a counter argument or an opposing viewpoint without completely shutting off and shutting down and going into a safe space. How are you supposed to collaborate? How is anything supposed to get done? I mean, Jesus Christ, man, that's, that's like the point of life to hear, to hear opposite viewpoints, you know, to learn from people that have had different walks of life. That's the point of life. So you can continue to build and grow and you can you can sift out the bullshit and you you can hold on to to the shit that resonates and that's real you know it, it's basically like your human lie detector becomes much better you become more resilient to people talking shit and like have no idea what they're talking about it makes you better at articulating so you can get 
your your message across easier, even with people that are difficult. But if you just shut them down, bro, that gets us nowhere, man. And that's what I'm worried about. So the book is that book is so interesting. Let me grab it real quick. It is called the cop. It's called the coddling of the American mind. And it is fantastic. Highly recommend it. I'm, I just started though. That's why I sounded pretty ridiculous when I was trying to explain it. Cause I'm only on page 34 and there's about 338 pages. So keep that in mind. All right. Um, yeah. Let's uh let's leave it there. Um appreciate you guys. Again, listen man, the website is up. I'm going to be blogging every single day. Um I blogged yesterday. I'm going to do do a blog today. If you want to be a part of that community, it's the curiositychamberpodcast.com. All right? And uh, all my social media is on there. Uh, there's ways to donate and support the uh, podcast if you'd like. Obviously, that's not the expectation. Um, what else is on there? The blog's on there. There's ways to be on the show if you'd like. You can submit a um a guest application, and I'll look it over. I'll I'll invite you on if I think you got a cool story, and if, if you're a real person and not a robot. Um, you're all welcome though. You know that. All is welcome. Uh, everyone have a good week. Stay tough out there. I know the economy's getting tough, but we're uh. We're brave individuals, right? And uh, remember to blow your nose, uh, keep your hygiene up, get a bidet if you don't have one. That's real cleanly-like. Cleanly. Cleansly? Whatever. Good way to end this podcast. Um, All right. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye.